You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Well, I'm moving on out, out of Florida, headed for Arizona, where we'll stay. Moving on out, out of Florida, to a place where it's okay to say gay. AZ didn't vote for the fascists, like Florida certainly did. I know things there won't be perfect. I'm really going to miss my kid. While we're driving cross country, there still are shows to be done. So I'm pulling interviews you may not have heard, and I hope you listen to everyone while we're moving on out. Out of Florida to Arizona where it's hot as hell. I'll take the sauna over the steam bath. To escape that Ron DeSantis fascist smell. It's Nicole Sandler, back again through the magic of digital audio while we're moving. We continue our series of special moving shows with a look at a problem that should have gotten better by now, but it hasn't. I'm talking about right-wing media propaganda. This past year, we saw Fox Not News get hit with a $787 million fine after losing a defamation case brought by Dominion Voting Systems. Fox even admitted they lied. They paid probably the biggest fine ever levied on a media entity in history, yet their behavior hasn't changed. And it's dangerous. Today, we go back to October of 2021 for a conversation with Jen Sanko, author of the book, The Brainwashing of my dad. In the news today, breaking news story, an investigation by Reuters. And the headline on this Reuters investigates special report is how AT&T helped build far right One America News. I'm not kidding. And I promise you this is related to today's interview. So let me just read to you from Reuters investigates. One America News, the far-right network whose fortunes and viewership rose amid the triumph and tumult of the Trump administration, has flourished with support from a surprising source, AT&T, the world's largest communications company. A Reuters review of court records shows that the role AT&T played in creating and funding OAN, a network that continues to spread conspiracy theories about the 2020 election and the COVID-19 pandemic. OAN founder and chief executive Robert Herring Sr. has testified that the inspiration to launch OAN in 2013 came directly from AT&T corporate executives. Quote, they told us they wanted a conservative network, Herring said during a 2019 deposition seen by Reuters. Deposition, so under oath. Uh, They only had one, the quote continues, which was Fox News. And they had seven others on the other side, the left-wing side? Uh, If someone could tell me seven left-wing news channels, please, because I haven't found one yet, but okay. So 
so, but the, the AT&T told hearing that, and he said, when they said that, I jumped to it and built one. Since then, AT&T has been a crucial source of funds flowing into OAN, providing tens of millions of dollars in revenue, court records show. 90% of OAN's revenues came from a contract with AT&T-owned television platforms, including satellite broadcaster DirecTV. This, again, according to 2020 sworn testimony by an OAN accountant. Herring testified that he was offered $250 million for OAN in 2019. Without the direct TV deal, the accountant said under oath, the network, the network's value, quote, would be zero. So today's show is all about how right-wing media outlets, I call them propaganda outlets, are hurting us. They're hurting you, they're hurting me, but more importantly, they're hurting our parents. So, um, well, with no further ado, let me introduce today's guest. Welcome to the show, Jen Senko. Actually, I should say welcome back to the show because we've spoken before. It's been a while, but uh, the occasion was the release of your movie, the documentary, The Brainwashing of My Dad. And now, five years later, you're releasing the book that goes with the movie. Um, that's Isn't that kind of backwards? Don't people usually do the book first and then the movie? I probably should have done the book but first, but I, um, I was a filmmaker and I had, I had already done a couple political documentaries. And so I, and I just love that format. And then, um, but, you know, my editor said, uh, okay, Jen, just throw everything in that you want. You know, it'll, you know, we can't have a three hour movie, but so the book was kind of like the three or four hour movie, you know, but a little updated. And then the other reason why I wrote a book is because I felt like shouting what was going on to the world and the film wasn't getting the attention that it needed. And I kept seeing all these authors interviewed on MSNBC or on NPR. And I was wondering, like, why, why don't they have me? This is so important. Or somebody from my team, I don't care. Matthew, you know. Well, so I said, okay, I'll write a book. It, and it's an important story you tell. And yes, it is um, it's a thing. This is, you know, uh, when when I mentioned, I went back and listened to an interview we did before in 2016, which r- right around the time the movie was released. And I was commenting that the people in the chat rooms were, because I have a few chat rooms going during the show, were all saying, that's my story. That's what happened to me. And I'll tell you what, now looking back, I think that's what happened to Donald Trump. Not that, not that he was ever like a reasonable, smart, good guy, but he wasn't this right wing crazy nut job and who, who regurgitates everything he hears on right wing talk radio and Fox not news. And then he turned into exactly that. And it's, it's the classic symptoms that you describe in what happened to your father. A hundred percent. I think you're spot on, Nicole. I, I, I said that myself because he started listening around the same time my dad started listening. He was a Democrat. I mean, I'm from New York. We right, remember. Me too. Right. Yeah. Well, he hung, he hung out at Studio 54 with gay people and. He you used know, to be pro-choice. He was pro-choice. He was a Democrat. He gave money to Hillary Clinton. All of a sudden now he's right. Mr. You know, uh, conspiracy theory. Um, yeah. you know, echoing yeah. the, the crap that they say. Here, I did this a few years ago, but I think you'll appreciate it. I made up a little sounder for Fox. It goes like this. Your original source for fake news. Fox News. We make shit up. But worse than that, they not only make shit up, they lie to make yeah. things worse, it seems. So tell us, you know, uh, it, briefly what happened with your father. He, he, was a, he was a Democrat. He was the nicest guy. He loved animals and kids. And then what happened? Yeah, he was, the. I would say he was like a prototype hippie because he was like, oh, 
you know, he believed in the do unto others as you would have them do unto you and do your own thing unless it hurts somebody else. But what happened is um, he, they, my parents moved. Um, he actually re- retired and then got a part-time job where he had a very long commute. And then to educate himself, because he always believed in education, he figured he'd tune in to talk radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's some education he got, right? It was Bob Grant. You know, uh-huh. so- yeah. Racist, sexist, the father of quote unquote conservative uh, talk radio. So, um, you know, he started changing then, like just becoming like crankier and more judgmental. And then after he fully retired, um, he started listening to Rush Limbaugh. And then we started noticing really marked changes in him. And then especially when Clinton got in office. So um, he, he just, he became, it was it was like he 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 was in, involved in a cult because it, he was all all in you know he listened to the talk radio at all hours of the night he did the emails he got the snail mail he was you know adored Rush Limbaugh yeah, yeah. he used to have a friend that they would meet at the at McDonald's at like you know five thirty in the morning and go for a swim and gush about did you hear what rush said last oh my night God. that was like that the was hateful her. stuff he said because that's what he said he was all full of hate oh yeah but like they were like two schoolgirls, like just crushing on him i mean at the time it kind of makes sense because early on there was uh, a lot of social movements going on and i think a lot of older white men maybe you know, felt a little useless or a little disenfranchised or would have had to uh, reinvent themselves. And maybe they're not as introspective as some people are. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, yeah, it's not my fault. Uh, it's um, the feminist. I mean, my dad got to a point where he actually was expecting my mother to wait on him. And he never had before. Oh, my. Yes, it was. It oh. was. It was so weird. It's like, okay, here's my dad. Here's his body. But that's not him. <laughs> Who is this guy? It was frightening. And so you do. In the movie and in the book, you show the transformation in your dad. But I got to back up a minute because you said his first, the, you know, the, the first taste he got was Bob Grant. Okay, funny story. I was born in New York, moved to Florida when I was 11. I was a kid. Out of college, moved back to New York doing to do radio first job i got was a producer at wmca in new york and um i produced the bob grant show in fact you'll appreciate this um here i'm going to play a little clip for you this is from 1982 i think here we go a lot of people say hey what happened to nicole well you can find her only uh she goes by the name of Faye Nicole at the Baba. And she's making, no, no, Nicole Sandler is making a gesture, which uh, is an interesting gesture because she's indicating that she's number one, but her index finger must uh, be uh, broken or injured because she couldn't raise the index finger. Instead, it was the finger adjacent to the <laughs> index finger. Because I gave him, Very I, good. I did this because he was messing with me, talking about I, was it the Baba or some nonsense. Bob Grant was this raging asshole on the air, but you know what? He was he was a teddy bear off the air. It was an act, and that's how I knew that most of these people were an act. But he would like get off my phone, and he'd hang up on people, and he'd, you know, he was the. But but I was all of twenty one years old. Yeah. And I didn't take crap from him. Uh, I survived him and I left. But when you say Bob Grant's like, oh, my God. Yeah, well, I was there. So I I, I, I get it. Um, yeah. and, and thankfully, that was the last right wing talk personality I ever worked with. But back in those days, you know, WMCA was a talk station. So it had the, the crazy right winger Bob Grant, but it also had Barry Gray, who was the liberal. It had the, the financial guy. It had the radio psychologist. It, you know, it had a news thing in the morning. So it was a little bit of everything. It wasn't you'd turn on a radio station and be bombarded over the head with fake news all day. That yeah. didn't happen until... Yeah. Much later until, you know, 
I, I, Ronald Reagan came in and did away with the Fairness Doctrine, and then Bill Clinton with the Telecommunications Act of 1996, or ni- 1996, yeah. yeah. 1996, Put yeah. the final nail in the coffin of the industry that I grew up in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then one year after Reagan got rid of the Fairness Doctrine, Rush Limbaugh came on the scene and went national. And he he understood, and now they're finally talking about it because of this Facebook information that's coming out about right. the algorithms. Yep. He understood that the formula for making people want to listen to him was getting them angry. You know, because anger is addictive. And mm-hmm. when I would first say that, people wouldn't believe that. Like, what do you mean that anger is addictive? I, I, I would just watch my father. And I, I could see him like he couldn't wait to get like indignant and pissed off. And, you know, it's an excitement you can feel inside inside you. You know, endorphins come with anger as well. Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, and, you know, so so it was about, I mean, your father sort of morphed along with the changing of the industry, it sounds. So as the, as the regulations were pulled back, as radio took on the formats, took on the position of the parties, which never was the case before, he got more and more sucked into it, right? So what's really um, messed up is that this kept going. Now, I, so we had... The first, the first major assault, I think, on our sensibilities was right-wing talk radio, Rush Limbaugh and all that. Then Fox, the growth of Fox. I, I have a hard time saying Fox and news together. Like Don't I ha- say news. Right. Don't say- I, not news. Um, yeah. It's like I had a hard time saying president with the former yeah. guy's name. Oh, I, I couldn't. Right. I couldn't I, do I wouldn't that put, either. Put the two words in the same Right. Sense. Exactly. So I have a hard time with Fox and then, you know. The news yeah. word, because they're not. But I don't know if you saw, there's breaking news today that we should have known was coming. There was a big um, investigation from Reuters. Did you hear about this? About AT&T and the role AT&T played in creating OAN? I I only saw that on Twitter. Okay, let me share this with you, because it's yeah. just breaking news this morning. One America News... The far-right network, I'm reading from Reuters, the far-right network, whose fortunes and viewership rose amid the triumph and tumult of the Trump administration, has flourished with support from a surprising source, AT&T, the world's largest communications company. A Reuters review of court records shows the role AT&T played in creating and funding OAN, a network that continues to spread conspiracy theories about the 2020 election and the COVID-19 pandemic. OAN founder and chief executive Robert Herring Sr. has testified that the inspiration to launch OAN in 2013 came from AT&T executives. Quote, they told us they wanted a conservative network. They only had one, which was Fox, and they had seven others on the other left-wing side. Set. Really? What are they? Uh, anyway, yeah. that's me. Um, but back to this. When they said that, I jumped to it and built one. Since then, AT&T has been a crucial source of funds flowing into OAN, providing tens of millions of dollars in revenue, court records show. 90% of OAN's revenue came from a contract with AT&T-owned television platforms, including DirecTV. This according to a 2020 sworn testimony by an OAN accountant. He testified, Herring, the the chief executive officer, testified he was offered $250 million for OAN in 2019. Without the DirecTV deal, the accountant said under oath the network's value would be zero. Wow. AT&T is responsible for OAN perpetrating this fraud, this conspiracy crap on the American people. Yeah, I hope everybody uh, switches if they have AT&T. I have a credo for... Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, for my cell phone, Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, that's really horrible. I'm glad that news is coming out. You and me both, and what timing. So this this is what greeted me this morning, and that is the height of irresponsibility. OAN is horrific. There's nothing factual about them. So they are doing exactly 
what messed up your dad. So let's, yeah. Jen Senko, let's get back to your father because this, this is stunning. So this is a propaganda effort aimed at a misinformation campaign. Disinformation. Disinformation camp, right. Aimed at the American people. This should be criminal. Look, they couldn't do this over the air. You can't put out fake information like this knowingly and call it news because the FCC will stands in the way. But there is no FCC guidance over cable television. Right. Well, there's very little FCC guidance anyway. That's why we need and why we're pushing for um, legislation, uh, different bits of legislation. Um, yeah. So how bad did things get with your father? I mean, obviously, you had a good relationship with him growing up. He was this sort of hippie kind of, you know, Democrat, uh, kind, loving person. And you said his personality just totally changed. Yeah. So it was bad because it pretty much divided the family because once um, email came in, then, um, you know, from Rush Limbaugh, that was like a, a, a seed that sprouted deep roots. Um, he got on every kind of email list. Um, he got on all these other lists too, you know, giving after he passed away, I found his check ledgers because he kept everything, thousands of dollars to, you know, um, uh, the judiciary, um, the, uh, uh, all these different. A judicial NRA. watch and, and NRA? Was he ever a gun person before? No. No, in fact, when he was in World War II, they took his gun away and they made him a medic. So, and then he, he didn't have the stomach for hunting, like some of his relatives would say, you want to come hunt? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, he was never a gun person. But what I'm saying, he just got sucked into everything. Um, and so he would, and then so he got sucked into this email pattern and he would send the family, you know, four or five emails a day. And they were all, the, the, all of them, the basic umbrella was that they were bashing Democrats, like whether it was under the guise of um, immigrants or um, African-Americans or, you know, liberals. The main thing that I noticed, and that's when I said something funny is going on here, uh -huh. was to bash Democrats and make them seem awful and like traitors and uh, cowards and um, they were ruining America. So we would ask him, please, you know, stop sending these emails. Never anything personal, Nicole. Never a, hi, Jen, how are you doing? You know, how's it going in New York? Blah, blah, blah. Never. Or my brother that lived in uh, Seattle, how's it going? You know. Um, so he didn't send personal emails. He just forwarded these ridiculous conspiracy right. emails that we've all seen right right and he wouldn't listen to us and then eventually you know first my big brother uh, blocked him and then my little brother blocked him and then i blocked him and it was destroying the family and then my mom just started she didn't have i mean she was a housewife so she would research <laughs> She started researching stuff and sending him back like this is this is a lie wow. and here's why and here's my source. Okay. So um it was through my mom that well at first that didn't that didn't dent him. Really? It, it, that just made him more Curious. And so she's living alone with him because you and your siblings had moved out. You're gone. So it's just your mom and dad. And she's having to battle this craziness that's coming at him from the media. Yeah. And one time when she was, I guess she was like mm, somewhere in her 80s. She sent me this email saying, Jennifer, I think I want to move out. Oh, oh my. Can you help me find an apartment? Daddy's driving me crazy. Oh uh, you know, like nobody gets anything would set him off. Like you couldn't have any kind of conversation. Like you talk about the weather and it'd be like, oh, climate change is a hoax. Anything you talked about, like, oh, that's really good food. No, organic is bullcrap. What, whatever you could. It, he was obsessed. 
this was who he was. And, uh, you know, then I started noticing similar things happening to some friends of mine. And they would actually start saying the exact same thing he said around the exact same time. And, and, and this is, you know, with the emails and these kind of things happening, I'm like, wait a minute. There's something going on here. And it's not good. And right. it's not going to be good. And right now, what you said, you know, about um, what's happening in the country, this is a national emergency. I agree. And, and the president needs to be in on it. The real president, um, that's Biden. And uh, they have to get Fox off of military bases. Yep. Because as fast as they're trying to deal with um, these extremists, they're making them. They're, they're pushing them out. They're coming right out of the military. That's right. And even police forces. I, I know some police people that have written to me and said, well, guess what? You know what? They, in, in the stations that I've been in, they play Fox. I mean, it says, it says news on there and it's exciting and it's colorful. Uh, you know, got all these angry people and all this emotion, uh, you know, and it's telling people, people, this is the thing. People know the system is rigged. They know something's funny because, like with me, I grew up, you know, 50s, 60s, and my dad raised the whole family on his job, you know. And we had two cars. They were crappy, you know, they were pieces of junk. But, but a family you know, could survive on one salary, on the yeah. father's salary back then, yeah. And on top of that, Nicole, my father paid for us to go to college. Right. Because he saved. He wow. was able to save. And college was more affordable then as well. Oh, true, true, true. But anyway, people know that something's wrong. They're, they're, the, the system is rigged, but they don't know why or who's rigging it. All they know is that they've got the people who are rigging it telling them, hey, we're on to the conspiracy theory. Right. <laughs> Pardon me. This is the reason. And they're just, they're lying. It's a gaslighting. It's gaslighting. They're simply gaslighting the country. And what you said, Jen Senko, is really important. The fact that they're playing Fox, this misinformation, disinformation campaign, this propaganda channel on military bases, in yeah. government offices, in in police stations, this should not be the case. And there, I think there needs to be some kind of a. Seriously, Congress should do like they don't have enough else to do right now. But there needs to be an investigation into the disinformation campaign that's coming from these right wing propaganda media outlets that have I mean, no oversight. Imagine if. Um this was a foreign, a foreign nation that was blasting uh, disinformation, um, dividing Americans, creating extremists, armed extremists, encouraging violence. What do you think we do? But- uh- I think we'd take action of some sort, uh, yeah. block them from the signal getting in here, uh, put up sanctions until they start. We do something. We wouldn't just let them keep going and, and you know, help them along, which is apparently what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, this was a, a plan, um, you know, 40 years ago for one party rule. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have this little frog in my throat. Um, so, uh, but the, but, and so they did a lot of things, you know, they created think tanks and they funded them. And, um, but the biggest way, the way that they mainline this stuff directly into people, you know, right in, right into their arm is through media, mm-hmm. you know, well, it happened in 1964 after gold war loss and, you know, they said like, hey, you know, we got this guy, Walter Cronkite, you know, he's kind of like just just tells the truth and right. that doesn't make us look good, you know? Yep. Uh, so we have to start painting the media as liberal. Somebody once said, yeah, liberal li- liberal has a has a the a, truth a, has a liberal bent. That's it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it seems that way because the lies are all right-wing conspiracy theories. You know, it's um, it, it's sort of the process of elimination. But, you know, um, we were talking a few minutes ago about the, the 1996 Telecommunications Act that Bill Clinton signed into law that, that, that really gave us the media landscape we have today. It's horrible. It, it did away with ownership rules and, you know, things that were necessary were in there for a reason. And I love that at the beginning of the book, you sort of lay out the history of the, of telecommunications. And you talk about FDR signing the original Communications Act in 1934. And it, I just have to share this because this is where the problem comes from. You wrote the Communications Act uh, here, uh, the FDR signed the Communications Act into law in 1934 to avoid a monopoly on media and undue influence by any one company or person. This law regulated radio, telephone and telegraph communications by limiting ownership and cross ownership licensing. FDR had the foresight to be concerned about how much influence media could have on people, largely because he could see the alarming creep of right-wing propaganda going on in Germany. He believed consolidated media ownership could be dangerous for democracy. Oh my God. And uh, there's more, but but let me address this for just a moment because what the Supreme Court just did at the end of the last session was basically unanimously agreed to do away with the FCC's ownership rules. And the the 1996 Telecommunications Act had relaxed the original rules, which let one company, if I remember correctly, own 1 AM, 1 FM, 1 TV in a market. Of course, there was no TV when this first one was written. One newspaper. Now, from the last term of the Supreme Court, one company can own multiple AM, FM, and television stations in a market. I believe they did away with all limits, plus two newspapers. This was the reason for these ownership rules, was to have a a wide variety, a diversity of ideas and opinions and voices. So you continue. You wrote, the Communications Act also determined that technology was an interstate good, like railways and and highways and should be monitored and regulated as such. To implement the Communications Act, the FCC was created. Their duty was to issue licenses and frequencies to radio operators and to bring order to the burgeoning new industry. They determined ownership by what best served the public interest, requiring diversity in ownership, political discourse, hiring, and programming. Companies broadcasting Content considered obscene or profane could be penalized. And it goes on like that. You know, the things, when I was in college studying broadcasting, we had to, I learned, I had broadcast law, and I knew about ascertainment, where you had to go out into the community and ascertain the 10 issues that affected the community most, and then put in your public file proof of how you were addressing those issues that concerned the local market. Was it the radio, the rule of the radio or that's, that, that, that was, that was part of the whole licensing procedure. You wanted to get your license renewed. You had to do regular ascertainment within the community and show how your broadcast station was meeting those needs of the community. And anybody from the public who wanted to come in and inspect your public file had the right to do so. Radio. Back then, the stations were created to serve the public interest, convenience, and necessity. Those yeah, the public airwaves. It, do- yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. All of that is just gone. They don't, yeah. as far as I know, they don't do ascertainment anymore. I think yeah. they still have to keep a public file, but there's nothing in it anymore because they don't even have to serve the community. They no longer have to have a studio in the city that the, the station is licensed to. Yeah, um, there's a there's a, a great documentary um, about this called Broadcast Blues by, by Sue, Sue Wilson. Wilson. I know yeah. Sue; she's been on the show many times. I've seen oh her movie yeah, many yeah, times. yeah. You've seen her movie, right? Oh yes, Broadcast Blues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that really explained really well how um, something locally was happening. Um, something, some like gas leak or some horrible toxic leak and. There was 
no real local radio. Nobody there. And they, yeah, and they couldn't, they couldn't get the word out to people in the neighborhoods that were going to be really toxified. If right. That's the word. You know, coming from radio, this yeah. was one of the things I love about it is you do serve your community. But now the way radio works is everything is, is, is piped in. So mostly on weekends in these small markets that really need the local media presence, there's nobody there. And if it's a, if it's a music station, their jocks are voice tracked from out of the market. They were done probably on Thursday to have them in place for the weekend. So any breaking news like, oh, uh, you know, a gas leak or an oil spill in the Pacific Ocean doesn't get covered because there's nobody live doing the broadcasting when it should be a no-brainer. That's why you have live disc jockeys or news people so that you can react to things as they happen. And I'm sure your listeners right now are going to themselves, asking themselves, well, why did they let this happen? Why did this happen? Well, first, A, it is like the frog in the The boiling water, the pan, right? Mm -hmm. It just gets warmer and warmer and warmer. By the time it boils, they're like, oh, we're effed. Yep. Um, But um, also, there was a lot of uh, the fairness doctrine. They they bashed the crap out of that. So you there's. You can't even say that it doesn't two exist words. anymore. It's it's gone. No. It's completely gone. Yeah, but also it it like the right wingers. If you say that, they're they're going to jump all over you, right? Um, because God forbid they felt like they were victims, even though ninety seven percent of uh, talk radio is right wing. Um, but I think that um, a lot of Democrats they they kind of got caught up in this in this tide moving to the right. One one of those one of the reasons was because the the think tanks that were pushing these views out that supported um, you know free market and all that. But um, the other one was um, the the media and right wing media. So um, they I think that they were almost like traumatized, mm. you know, and and and. <laughs> That they acted like abused spouses, you know, like, I'm sorry, what else can I do for you? What else did I do wrong? Oh, you want to get rid of that rule? I'm sorry. I guess, gee, we've been overly protective. Ah, you're right. It's the market. It's the market, you know, and now we're at this point where it's a national emergency, Yeah, well, it is. And so, you know, so I I don't want to give away too much. I want people to read the book um, and they can still see the movie, too. And and actually, you get more information at the brainwashing of my dad dot com is your website. But the the bottom line is you were, you know, your dad died a few years ago, but you got him back before you lost him forever. Um, So there's kind there's a happy ending here. Not everybody is that lucky. How did how were you able to? break the spell well in short remove the media that caused it and replace that media okay so so you were able to do it kind of surreptitiously where he didn't realize it was happening at first and then and then then the spell was broken though it seems and he just uh, i I mean you know started coming back like a a, a hypothesis and like a scientific experiment and to me like so many people say, oh, these people that listen, they had to believe some of this stuff before they started listening. That's why they're attracted to it. No, no, that's that's not necessarily true. I mean, look at people who were in cults. Look at the people in that, that were in the uh, Jim Jones cult. Do you yeah. think that they thought when they were going into that, gee, I'd commit suicide for this guy? You know, people can be brainwashed. Yes, they can. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I remember when I first named the film, you know, and I had um, one one man who I'm totally grateful for now, he's since passed on, um, but he was, he, he was a backer, and he said, um, I don't know if you should use brainwashing in the title, you know, it's so, it's so loaded, and I just, I stuck with it, and I said, listen, this is what it feels like, I don't know 
if it's brainwashing or not. Okay. I mean, that's why I have like the green and the animation and stuff like that. This is what, this is what people mm-hmm. are going to identify with. And then as I did the movie, as I did research and talked to n- neuroscientists about brainwashing, it's like, Oh, Hey, that's a, that's what really happened. It is. Cause my mom used to call them brainwashed. Well, it sounds that's that's exactly what it was. And that's why I said it sounds like it happened to Trump, too. And the story is not unique or even unusual. I heard it again. You've been on the program with me before. We've talked about this and listeners one after another. It's like that happened to me. That happened to us. That happened to my dad. That's our story. So I'm thinking I, I don't know if you've gotten this book to anybody in Congress but somebody, this is an issue. The fact that our media has been weaponized, the fact that there is, it's not just that it's conservative or right-wing talk radio or or oh, We wish or it were conservative. Right. I mean, only conservative. It, but it isn't. It is, it, it's not a political, it's not an ideology. It is propaganda. And that's <laughs> illegal. It's still illegal in this country. They should not be allowed to do this. They should not be allowed to call Fox News. Certainly shouldn't be allowed to call OAN or Newsmax News. Um, right. it, it's not it's not conservative talk radio. It's right wing hate talk radio. And there needs to be a designation. And I think there needs to be some regulations on it. And I would love to see somebody in Congress open up an investigation into the perversion of our media. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. So um, when you call your congressman or write your congressman or woman, um, you know, please, or or you're like you're in town halls, you have to bring up media. Yes. They're all scared to, to, media is like the third rail. They, They just don't want to touch it because, yes, it's a hot button issue because this is how the right has succeeded so well yep. with the media so they are very defensive about it but you know what you have to fight but and the other thing to keep in mind is the historical perspective i mean this is how dictatorships and authoritarian rule happens you know i used to say i i'd look at italy and remember the story of berlusconi well berlusconi you know how he rose to power he owned all the media he who controls the media controls the government it's right. that simple. And so there need to be better rules on ownership. I was stunned and I was all, when the Supreme Court said, yeah, who needs no stinking ownership rules? That's fine. Unlimited ownership in a market doesn't matter. It does matter. And the other thing that stunned me was how little mention of that decision by the Supreme Court there was in the press. It's like I was the only one screaming about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, most people today don't know that they loosened that rule or basically did away with any kind of ownership rules. What you talk about in the book, in the original Communications Act, and how it, you know these ownership rules were determined, and how you know licenses were allocated based on diversity, uh, it, and that just doesn't exist anymore. It's like a, a big opposite world switch. Yeah, it's it's the reason why those rules were put there, just like with the Glass-Steagall Act. That's right. After the, the, the Great Depression and the crash of the market and all the hysteria and the, you know, the, well, what resulted in the Great, Great, Great Depression, um, the Glass-Steagall Act was put into place. Well, because the whole country was swinging right, you know, and being influenced and adored Reagan and all this, um, you know, Bill Clinton got rid of the Glass-Steagall Act. And then what happens in 2008? Boom. That's right. We have another crash. And nothing has been done to protect us. Uh, Again, it's the, you know, and I hate to keep speaking in in, uh, sound bites, but, you know, it's the inmates running the asylum. Fox is calling the shots. OAN yeah. is calling the shots. Yeah. This th- we need some oversight. So I, I mean, I hope you send the yeah. book out to some key senators. You still live in New York, you know. You got uh, uh, Chuck Schumer. I'd send it to AOC. I'm sure she knows more than anyone. 
obviously in the House, not a senator, but get it into the hands of some people and say this is a real problem. The propaganda media outlets are brainwashing our people, and this is what we wind up with. And this is also how January 6th happened. Exactly. There would be no January 6th if there were no Fox News, no Rush Limbaugh. That's right. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that. But, uh, yeah, um, what I am hopeful about, if, if I can mention it, though, is now, finally, I feel like not so alone. Well, thank goodness for you and what you're doing, too. Um, but I've run into some grassroots organizations that are springing up, that are making media their mission. Good. Like, I met um, the DDAD, 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 Defenders of Democracy Against Disinformation, and they're at stopdisinformation.org. They have three great campaigns going on. Number, do you mind if I say that? No, please, do. And people can go to their website and find uh, out more detail. But number one is change the channel. And what it is is a nationwide effort to ask public places to kindly change the channel from Fox to anything, anything. else. Any, I do that. If I, if I go in somewhere and they have Fox on the TV, I ask them nicely to change it. If they refuse, I tell them they lost a customer and I leave. Right, right. I mean, Fox, that you can say Fox divides people. Yep. So what they have on their website, um, Dave and Aaron Neinhauser from Hear Yourself Think uh, came up with all these different scenarios of what you might come across when you're asking somebody and how you might do it. So they actually have little videos. Um, they have all this information and then they have leave behinds that you can print, cut out and staple together and leave behind. Okay, so that's one. Number two is called Fix Fox Now, and it's a shareholder resolution to ask Fox to register as a public benefit media corporation. This would put obligation for truth over profit, and this will also help shareholders, other parts of their portfolio, uh, since most portfolios are diversified and since Fox hurts so much, it would kind of help their portfolios. And so I know people that have actually become shareholders in Fox so they could push for these things. Okay. So, um, and then the third one is $2 for truth. <laughs> it's a little civil disobedience. We're, we're, we're not pushing the, this campaign yet, but it's you, you switch to any non-auto pay method and subtract the $2 from your capable cable bill that goes to Fox every ah, month. Uh-huh. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, what are they going to do? You know, cut your cable? Right. If, you, you can remove Fox from my choices. I do not want to pay to have Fox on my television. Right. But can right. we also deduct another two for Newsmax and another two for OAN? That's a, that's a great idea. There you go. Uh, you're going to have to meet these people and talk right. to them. Oh, um, definitely. Definitely. And I, and I just want to mention one more thing. Um, this is, I just recently found out about these grassroots groups and I'm ecstatic. Um, but also rise and resist. Rise. Um, yeah, okay. they have a, what they, what they call a truth Tuesdays where they stand in front of Fox with, <laughs> with signs that say Fox lies or, you know, Fox destroys America. They do this every Tuesday. They even know the cops that, you know, they bring them donuts, whatever. Um, and next Tuesday, October 12th, I'm joining with them because I want to give them more recognition and it's also going to be like a book promotion where I'll nice. be giving away the book. If they, they'll earn it. They have to earn it. They have to either read aloud a chapter, of, not a chapter. I'm sorry. Like, the, like you did. Right. Like a, a section. Uh, and, and I think I'm going to choose that as one of the, the things they sure. can read. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Or the other thing they can do is hold the sign on uh, how Fox destroys America. We'll have several choices. So that's next Tuesday, uh, October 12th. Uh, I think it's 1261, 1211, 6th Avenue. Avenue. Anyway, it's 6th Avenue. Can't miss it. 48th, <laughs> and it's in front of Fox from 9 a.m. 
you know, to one o'clock. That's great. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Jen Sanko, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm so glad she wrote the book because yeah, you know, the movie was there and then it kind of disappeared. And I, I thought about you over the years because I, you know, when I thought of Donald Trump, I would think of your book because I really believe this is what happened to him. And, but they, but he didn't have a loving family around him to get him away from the harmful media to try to get his mind back. He's too far gone. It's probably. Addled with syphilis too, but that's a story for another day. The, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm glad you got your dad back. Yeah. So there was at least you had that closure. You got to see your uh, father uh, again, who you loved, um, yeah. and now can try to help protect other families from the same fate, which is an epidemic at this point. It, it is. I call it a plague. It is. I mean, it's. It, it's as. You know, it's as bad as COVID. Oh. God, I'm so sorry. But thank you for this. Thank you for sharing your story because it is a really, really important one. Anything I can do to help, I'm here. You've got all my my contact info now. So, you know, let me know. And I will definitely check out some of these groups and get them on the show. I think this is a more important issue than 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 society recognizes. We need to make sure that people recognize it because you lived it firsthand, but it's happening all around us. And we need to stop. The media is supposed to impart facts and information, not misinformation and disinformation. And it it shouldn't be used to quell an uprising or to, to, sorry, spur an uprising, right? Right. Right. to organize a, a rebellion or a you know overthrow of the government, it, you know, it yeah, and to to create division and hate, to which is what they're doing. Problems, so there can be one party rule. God right. forbid oh. by Donald Trump. Oh, oh God, God. <laughs> want to think about yeah. it. All right, it's not Friday yet. I could really use a drink about now. Um, Jen <laughs> Sanko again. The book is the brainwashing of my dad. It's just out yesterday. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you for doing this. And um, I hope we'll talk again soon because, again, this is so important. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. This has been great. And thank you for what you do. And I don't know if I should mention this now, sure. but the book uh, image that you have up there yeah. is actually an old image. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The if image of what I have because the book they sent me is in advance. So that's that's, yeah, that's, the, that's the right one. Yeah. Oh. That was last oh, I see. Oh, I see. It's a different cover. I'm looking at yeah, it. This is yeah. this is the actual cover. Yeah. So ignore the one that's on the screen. This is what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize it until just now, but there you go. Yeah. There um, you go. So don't look for that cover. Look for this cover and um, the brainwashing of my dad. We'll get it for yeah. you. And go to thebrainwashingofmydad.com. Jen Senko again. Um, thank you. By the way, you, you are on Twitter at Jen underscore Senko, S-E-N-K-O. If anyone wants to reach out, uh, also thank you. At brainwashing dad and brainwashing dad. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you again. And we will, we'll stay in touch. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Nicole. Talk to you soon. Terrific. Uh, Jen Sanko. And I told you it was an important show and we could have kept talking because obviously it's a topic that I'm kind of passionate about. So here we are. We got a lot of work to do. Yes, you can follow Jen on Twitter at, as well at Brainwashing Dad. Okay, we've got like just a couple minutes left. I need to share with you one more thing. I am on my on the warpath over uh, what's her name, um, uh, Kirsten Cinema. I do not understand this woman for the life of me. So she was on. Um, you saw she was followed into the bathroom the other day by uh, some activists or something. You know what? I'll say right off the bat, that was wrong. You don't do that. You leave people alone in the bathroom. They could have hung out outside the bathroom and, well, um, perhaps, uh, you know, talk to her when she came out. That would have been an option. But um, really, you know, following her into the bathroom, just not a good look. So, but, but now here's the other part. When you are an elected official and you're on an airplane, guess what? You are, um, you're, you're, you're there. It's fine for people, constituents to talk to you. 
And so when you ignore the constituents who come up to talk to you, it shows that you are fucked up. And so here's Kirsten Cinema on an airplane this weekend being fucked up. And let me also say being wholly inappropriate. Again, I'm no prude. And I dress the way I dress, but I'm not a U.S. senator. She's a U.S. senator. Could she be showing any more cleavage? Oh, that's my 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 name for the, the <laughs> this video clip. I call it "Cinema and Tits," ignoring a constituent on the plane. But so here's what uh, here's what transpired. The Boston Constitution. Could say she and Millie like me. Can I get a She's ignoring her, just completely ignoring her. Ignoring her. Meanwhile, all you see is the fucking cleavage. Could that dread? Could that shirt be any more low cut? And finally, the constituent, the girl, walks away. She was trying to ask her. She, I'm a dreamer. She said, um, "Will you, um, you know, will you support a pathway to citizenship?" And and the bitch just would not even look at her, let alone answer her. She wouldn't even look at her. I'm sorry. That's your job. Your job is to answer to your constituents. They're the reason you're there. It is astounding to me how disrespectful this woman can be. Absolutely fucking disrespectful. And the cleavage, Kirsten Cinema dresses wholly inappropriately for her job. She makes enough money she can afford a wardrobe. Everything about the woman I find reprehensible. So anyway, that's it. That's that's the last thing I had to say for this day. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, check out The Brainwashing of My Dad. It's really worth the read. And if you have Amazon Prime, Prime Video, you can watch it over there. Okay. And please do. I really think the weaponization of our media is responsible for the mess we're in today. If not for Fox and right-wing hate talk radio, we'd be in a lot better position than we are right now. I really don't think we'd have any of the mess we have now. We'd have other problems for sure, but not the problems we're seeing. And we wouldn't certainly have had an insurrection on January 6th. This, I believe, is a direct result of the propaganda hate talk coming out of radio and television. And something's got to be done about it. All right. With that, we're done. Thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow. Howie Klein will be here. And then Digby on Friday. All right. So, you know, we got that going for us. Amazing. That right-wing propaganda continues to flourish. In the few minutes we have left today, we'll dig back into the Randy Rainbow archives for one of his song parodies from April of 2017. This one fits today's theme. It's called Just My Bill. I used to dream that I would discover the perfect lover for me. I knew I'd recognize him the moment he came on TV. I always used to fancy then he'd be one of those classy gentlemen. Like an Alex Jones, though he just pretends. <sighs> or the brain trusts over at Fox and Friends. Then along came Bill, an ordinary guy. Yeah. A patriotic, fine, upstanding citizen. He doesn't have a right to be in this country. His angry rants. Do it live! His happy pants are not the kind that you would find on Chris Matthews. His career is dead. He's got a bigger head than Dr. Phil. I love him because he's wonderful. Fucking thing sucks! Because he's just my bill. How Black Lives Matter is killing Americans. He may be moody, loud, and ungracious, 
a horny racist, old hack, and any woman he gives a job has to give him one back. Not entitlement! Though sometimes he goes off the rails, he's as honorable as Roger Ailes. So I don't know why such hostility. If he's fine by him, that's enough for me. So what does that mean, Bill? We've been listening all morning. We cannot. I, I didn't any... hear a word she said. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the James Brown wig. He's just my Bill, a really lovely guy, a calm, collected, virtuous philanthropist. Come on, you coward! His rugged looks, his children's books, he's kind of a goofa, but boy, can he loofa! And I can't complain. He settled every claim <laughs> with 13 mil. I love him because he's. No, not him. Because he's just my breed. No, we'll do it live. Give me one damn program. He doesn't have a right to be in this country. Thing sucks. I love you. Thanks, Randy Rainbow. I'm Nicole Sandler. I'll see you tomorrow with a visit from MSNBC's Ali Velshi, and we'll get some help getting through COVID from Kelly Carlin. See you tomorrow.